Good evening, everybody. This week is this week is Parshas Bereishis, beginning a new year, Baruch Hashem. And I wanted to start a new um, cycle of learning halacha. So I looked over the halachas I've been teaching in the past. Um, couple of years that we've been learning together and it's quite extensive, Baruch Hashem, we've covered a lot. But I realized that we never really went through the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, really all the way in the beginning. The first simanim of uh, the halachas of brach, some basic brachas, brachas ha-shachar, brachas ha So I thought, let's begin from the beginning. So the the topic tonight of halacha is kavana in brachas. The simen hay in Shulchan Aruch, the fifth simen in Archaim, talks about the requirement of having kavana when making brachas. The Shulchan Aruch says that we should understand what we're saying. The first thing that we need to do is when we're making bracha, we have to understand parash amilas. Now, for the most part, we understand the brachas that we say, like Berchus uh, Hanenen, right? Bar Priyais, Bar Priyadama, Mezayinus Hamaytzi, most of those brachas we do understand. But there are some that we might not fully understand, like Asher Yatzar, which is a somewhat of a complex bracha, Bar which is not easy to translate. And even once we do understand the translation, the, we might not understand why we say what we are saying, like what are the components of this bracha, why are we mentioning these things, like in Elkai Neshama, and even Al-Mechia. So we'll try to cover some of them as we go along. Many of them are addressed in, um, in, in, the, in, in the halachas, the sumanim that we're going to be learning as we go along. The Mishnaburu writes that a person shouldn't be zoyrek bracha mipiv. He shouldn't throw a bracha out of his mouth. Uh, and rather, you should be making the bracha calmly. Now, we all know exactly what he's talking about when he says throw a bracha out of, his ma- out of our mouth, right? It, it, sometimes it's hard to discern where the bracha ends and where the eating begins, right? That's when you throw a bracha out of your mouth, you make that bracha so fast, and you start eating so quickly that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just one, one uh, continuous thing. So that's number one. First halacha is don't throw a bracha out of your mouth. And then he quotes the Sefer Hasidim, which was written, written by Rabbi Huda Chassid, one of the later Rishayim, that when we make a bracha, we need to have in our hearts, we have to have gratitude to Hashem, to the Creator who has done such a wonderful kindness to us, who has either given us what it is that we are making a bracha on, the fruit, the food, whatever, or has commanded us in this mitzvah and has granted us the ability to serve Him when we're making a bracha mitzvah. So we need to have that gratitude in our heart when we're making the bracha. And he writes that if we don't, and we say the bracha without that intent, then that is what the Pasik, famous Pasik in Yeshaya is referring to when it says, Yan because this nation has approached me with their mouths and lips, they honor me, but their hearts are far away from me. And by saying a bracha, even if you know what you're saying, but we don't have any thought in our heart about what the intent of what we're saying is, it's also the not proper way to make a bracha. Now, the, the Shulchan Aruch then goes on to say, fascinating Simon and Shulchan Aruch, Simon Hay, about how to properly say Hashem's name. And that's what we're going to be addressing today. And when we say Hashem's name, it requires an extra level of kavan. It's not simply enough to understand that you say, Yerke Vavka, you're referring to Hashem, which would be the Pirish Amilas. No, there is extra kavan necessary. Uh, and it's 
truth is, it's not the easiest thing to keep in mind. Uh, every single time we mention Hashem's name, because it, it's not limited to brachas, it's really every single time we mention Hashem's name out of respect, out of simple honor to Hashem's name, out of deference, we need to, according to this halacha and have these proper kavanas in mind, have these these meanings behind the name of Hashem, just to give it the respect that it deserves saying Hashem's name. And that's very hard because we say Hashem's name so many times. We say it in brachas, we say it in davening, we say it in psukhita zimra. We repeat Hashem's name multiple times. So really what what's, uh, we need is to, to create a habit out of it. In other words, that it should be so natural that when we say Hashem's name, this pops into our head. These kavanas pop into our head. And in order to develop um, that kind of in order to develop that kind of uh, uh, that that kind of habit, it requires practice. So we need to say Hashem's name a few times a day at least, having this kavana, and there are good times to do it. So ideally, we should do it um, in Shema, definitely, and we should also try to do it in the first bracha of Shema That's a good place to start. In those two places, try at least to have kavana in Hashem's name. The proper kavana kavana Hashem's name, and then we can add, you know, maybe one of the brachas hashachar, and then so on and so forth. And the more we add, the better we'll get at it, and the easier it'll become. But it's something to keep in mind. It's an important thing, and it's right in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch. It's the fifth simon, right after washing your hands. <coughs> so, what is the what are these kavanas? So, before we get to the kavanas, actually, I want to address the proper pronunciation of Hashem's name. So, Hashem's name of Yud Kei Vav Kei. Uh, when it's typically used as pronounced uh, Adai or Ado, and then we say Nai, uh, because we're, prefer- we're forbidden to pronounce Hashem's name. It's uh, an Avera, and it was only said by the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur, as we said in the Aveda just now in Yom Kippur, or per- perhaps it was said by the Kahanim as well when they did Birchis Kahanim in the Beis Hamikdash. That uh, seems to be also when they, pr- they did pronounce Hashem's name. But otherwise, to pronounce Hashem's name outside of the Beis Hamikdash, is called Hayges Hashem Ba'isiyasal. It's an Avera, a very serious Avera. To it's very disrespectful to Hashem's name to totally pronounce the name, and so much so that we even when we say uh, the Hashem's name um, just by the letters, we don't say with the Hey. We say Yud K Vav K because even that is considered pronouncing Hashem's name, and it shouldn't be done. We only say Yud K. We substitute a Kuf, so to speak in place of a hey. So that's how far we go not to pronounce Hashem's name, and instead we substitute Aleph, Dal, Nun, Yud, because that's the Messiah we have, that that is the way that actually it's meant to be pronounced. That's how you say Hashem's name, of Yud, Ke, by saying Aleph, Dal, Nun, Yud. Now, Aleph, Dal, Nun, Yud needs to pre- be pronounced with a uh, patach under the Aleph and a Cholom on the Dalad, Adoi or Ado, uh, and that many people, um, either due to uh, mistake they never corrected as a child, or just due to saying it quickly, it comes out as adi, and then noi, and that is an incorrect incorrect pronunciation of Hashem's name, and quite possibly is ma'akev. You might be not be yitz at all if you say Hashem's name that way, and it's important to pay attention yourself as we are saying it to make sure sure we're saying it correctly, and pay attention to your children, make sure they're saying it properly and not saying adi, and they're saying adi. It's something to 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 pay attention to. Uh, another thing also is that uh, you'd be surprised um, that there are many people that don't know this, but there are times that Yud K Vav K is not pronounced uh, with Aleph Dal Nun Yud. It's not pronounced Adai and then Nai. Rather, it's pronounced uh, Elikim. And in the standard art scroll sitter, you'll see that generally Yud K Vav K doesn't have any Nukudis under it at all. 
and uh, the Nikudis, they only put Nikudis when it's meant to be pronounced Elikim, and then they put a Segal under the Yud. So if you want an example in the Torah, you can look in Parshas Vaschanan. Uh, it says, Hashem Elikim, second Pasuk in Parshas Vaschanan, is Hashem Elikim, Ata HaChiloisa L'Hares HaSavdecha. Shemosh Rabbeinu addresses Hashem, and he says, Aleph Dal Nun Yud, and then he says Yud Kevavke, but it has the the pronunciation of Elikim. There's actually a, a deep meaning to when Yud Kevavke is written and pronounced that way and written and pronounced as Elikim, what it means is is that the Midas Harachimim overturns the Midas Adin. Right? We pronounce it as Elikim, which is Midas Adin, but it's Tzadik has the ability to overturn Midas Adin with, with Midas Harachimim, which is part of what Maishra Benes Tfila was. But in any case, so uh, again, something to uh, teach your children because you'd be surprised that they most likely or very possibly don't know this, that there are times that Yudke Vavke needs to pronounce Elikim, and if they say Tehillim, there are many, many Psukim in Tehillim where it's Yudke Vavke that's meant to be pronounced Elikim, and uh, that's otherwise you're, you're saying Hashem's name in vain. When we say, so now let's get to the intent, so when you say Hashem's name, we have both the Kavana of the meaning of how we're pronouncing it, which is the meaning of Al-Tal Nunyud, and also the Kavan of the actual word itself, Yudke which is the way it's written. So we have both kind of Kavanas in mind. First, we have in mind the Kavan of how we pronounce it. So Al-Tal Nunyud means Adoin Koyal, the master of everything, which means he rules over creation. So that's, that's, what, that's the Kavan of Al-Tal Nunyud, of Adoin the Noi. And the Kavan of Yudke Vavke is Haya, Hoive, Viyya, which means... Hashem always existed, Hashem exists presently, and Hashem will always exist. Hashem is beyond time and beyond, beyond this, the, the natural world's limitations. So that's Yud Kevavke. So every time we say Hashem's name of Yud Kevavke, what we have to have in our head, if you think in Hebrew, then you say, Adain Koel Hoi or if you think, think in English, then it's uh, master, master of everything who did, always existed, exists, and will always exist. So again, that's something that you can make as a habit, that as soon as you say, it automatically pops into your head, and again, with practice, that becomes easier, and then you can have the proper kavana, which we're meant to have, when we say Hashem's name. When you say Aleph Dal Nun Yud, that actually is written out Aleph Dal Nun Yud, meaning to say it's Hashem's name of Aleph Dal Nun Yud, and it's not Yud Kevavke, then you only have in mind a Dain Ka. When you say the Hashem's name of Elay Kim, so then the Kavana is, the intent is Takif, Bal HaYechoyles, Ubal HaKoyches Kulam. So what does this mean? Takif means powerful, or all powerful. Baal um, HaYechoyles means can do everything or has the ability to do everything. And Baal HaKoyches means controls all powers in the world. Right? Is in full control of every power that there is in the world. So Takif, Baal HaKoyches, Baal HaYechoyles Because Elikim is a plural version. Right? It's a Lashon Rabbim. So it's Ele, so, so the, the meaning of it is he has all powers. Kale is a a word that means powerful. Uh, it's used actually even in a non-deitic form in the Tyras, Eileha the powerful people of the land. So Elaikim means all powers, 
all the powers in the world. Everything that exists, HaKadosh Baruch Hu controls, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is more powerful, and it, it is, is the, the owner of, so to speak, the creator of all those powers. So when you have in mind Alekim, again, the practice is, Takif, Balakaychas, and Valachelos Kulam. He's powerful. And now, in English, it probably the word omnipotent kind of means all those things, but it doesn't exactly mean all those things. Omnipotent means all powerful, but it doesn't necessarily mean Balakaychas. That means that all powers are subject to him, all Kaychas are, are under his control. Entry and exit tones are off. So the, that's, the, that's the kavana of Elikim. So again, the kavana of, of Yudke Vavke is but before, and first, I'm sorry, first Adain Koyal, and then he's the, the master of everything and always existed and will always exist and does exist. And Elikim is Takif, he's powerful, he controls all powers and is, uh, it can do everything. So that concludes the first uh, introduction to Shulchan Aruch, Simon Hay. I really should have started from the Tilas Yudayim, but I recently learned the Tilas Yudayim, but we might uh, review it in any case. Allah has the Tilas Yudayim in, in the morning.